Genesis chapter 40, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker offended their lord, the king of Egypt. The Bible doesn't tell us why the king was mad at them. So I don't know if they tried to poison him because one is the butler who serves him wine and the other one is the baker who serves him bread. So I don't know if they tried to poison the king or if the king thought that they had tried to poison him or if he just didn't like the taste of the wine or didn't like the taste of the bread. The Bible doesn't tell us, but we really don't need to know because this story isn't really about the butler and the baker. It's really about Joseph. The point of the story is that Joseph has the ability to interpret dreams because this is going to be important later. It's going to help get Joseph out of prison too. And Pharaoh was wroth, meaning angry, with his two officers against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. Three, and he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And I don't know if this is like an upscale prison because Joseph was in a really high position overseeing the entire household and the grounds of one of Pharaoh's chief officers. And the butler and the baker are also high-ranking working members of the royal household. So this prison seems to be a prison for the elite. I don't think it's a regular prison for lillers and stuff like that. Four, and the captain of the guard charged Joseph to be with them, and he ministered unto them, and they continued a season in the ward. So a season means a period of time. Five, and they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night. This means in the same night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were bound in the prison. 6. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning, and saw them, and behold, they were sad. 7. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his master's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sad today? They were downcast, and Joseph said, What's wrong? 8. And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. So they've already been asking other prisoners and maybe other prison guards to tell them the interpretation. Have you ever had a prophetic dream from the Lord? Most dreams we would never tell people or ask for an interpretation because they're just ordinary dreams. But when you know you've had a dream from God, if he doesn't immediately make you know what it means, you'll be compelled to tell it to somebody else to see if you can get an interpretation from the other person. God will sometimes give the interpretation to a different person instead of you. Sometimes he'll give it to you. I've only had a, a few prophetic dreams in my life, and I don't think most people have very many of them. Some of them God gave me the interpretation, and some of them I got the interpretation from telling another person. And that's just how God works. So a word about dreams, because a lot of people have demonic dreams where demons will actually enter into your dream and they'll try to either entice you into sin or they'll try to kill you in your dream. Have you ever had a dream where somebody was trying to kill you? That was a demon. Whenever you have bad dreams like that, you can just pray the blood of Jesus over the situation and over that dream and ask. So never be afraid of bad dreams. Just pray the blood of Jesus over it. And 
If I have a demonic dream, I just say Jesus and I instantly wake up because his name is so powerful that it causes me to instantly wake up and be out of the dream. And then I just pray over, you know, that situation and just ask Lord to cleanse my life. And if I ever do anything wrong in a dream, I also ask Jesus to forgive me when I wake up because even though it was a dream, I still hold myself accountable because our God is a very holy God. He's perfect. If I have a dream where I'm sinning, I definitely want to tell him I'm sorry when I wake up and ask him to cleanse my life. Going back to the Bible, Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God. Tell it me, I pray you. So Joseph is saying, All interpretations belong to the Lord. If you tell me my dream, he'll give me the interpretation. And that's a statement made by faith. Joseph isn't saying, I have a special gift. I'm a prophet. God will only tell me the answer. He isn't saying that to them. What he's saying is, by faith, because I believe in God, he will give me the answer by faith alone, not because I deserve it, not because I'm special, not because I'm a prophet, but simply because he's God and he's faithful and loving and he will tell us what the dreams mean. And you can do the same thing by faith. Whenever you ask God for something, he will give it to you. If it's according to his will and you believe with all of your heart, you will receive it. If you ask God for the interpretation to a dream that you know was from him, believe that he's going to give you the interpretation, and he will. 9. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. So this is like a grape vine. 10. And in the vine were three branches, and as it was budding, its blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. So whenever a plant is going to yield fruit, it always yields blossoms first. So in his dream, first he saw the blossoms, then he saw the fruit. 11. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. So basically he was back doing his job, serving Pharaoh his wine. And it's the butler's job to make sure the wine isn't poisoned. And that's why I'm kind of wondering if Pharaoh thought that he had been poisoned or suspected that he had been poisoned. But in the dream, the butler is doing his job again. 12. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. 13. Within yet three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head and restore thee unto thine office, and thou shalt give Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. So he's saying, in three days you're going to get your job back. Pharaoh is going to take you out of prison and put you back to work being a butler again. Now it says, Pharaoh will lift up your head. In the Bible, lifting up the head is either good or bad. Sometimes it says in the Old Testament that a person's head is lifted up, but that means that they died, they were slain. A king can lift up your head to kill you, or he can lift up your head to promote you. In this case, the butler's head is going to get lifted up so that he can get taken out of prison. 14. But have me in thy remembrance when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. Joseph is saying, because God gave me the interpretation, remember this, and please ask Pharaoh to get me out of here. 15. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. Joseph is saying, I was wrongfully taken away from the Hebrews, and I was wrongfully put in prison, and I don't deserve to be 
here at all. Please ask Pharaoh to get me out. Now, did you notice he said that he was stolen away? His brothers sold him into slavery, but they did not have any right to do that. They did not own him. He belonged to their father, not them. So he was stolen in that sense. But throughout Joseph's entire life, he never tells strangers that his family abused him and mistreated him and sold him into slavery. He says that he was stolen, but he doesn't say how and who the culprits were. It's a righteous thing to not attack your family, not shame your family, not be an enemy of your family. Even if your family is an enemy of you, it's righteous to be kind to them and to show them the respect for being your relatives. Another thing I want to point out is how Joseph is such a good worker. No matter what situation he's in in life, he always does his best. In Western societies, If we get mistreated, a lot of times we just shut down emotionally and effectively, and we don't perform well. We just shut down, we try to get revenge, we mope, we obsess about the situation, we make all kinds of excuses for ourselves. But Joseph did none of those things. When he was mistreated and falsely accused, sold in slavery, put in prison, in all those situations, he always reacted as if he had been treated well. He always continued working hard, continued being faithful, continued being honest, continued doing his best in all things. You know, there's some people who, if they get caught up into slavery, they're angry at their master. But Joseph, he didn't owe anybody a penny, and he still became a slave. But he never used that as an excuse not to work and be faithful and help people. So that's another thing we should remember about Joseph. 16. When the baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also saw in my dream, and behold, three baskets of white bread were on my head. The baker thinks that he's going to get a positive interpretation because the butler did. So this is another clue that maybe the baker and the butler had both done pretty much the same thing wrong to Pharaoh. The baker thinks that since the butler got a good interpretation, he will too. So he says he had three baskets of white bread that were on his head. White bread symbolizes that this is fine, refined flour. So this is this is the kind of food that kings eat. This is very fine bread. 17. And in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked food for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. So he had three baskets, but in the top basket where the food was, the birds came and ate it instead of Pharaoh eating it. And you notice that in the butler's dream, Pharaoh drank the wine that was served him. In the baker's dream, he had food for Pharaoh, but Pharaoh never ate it. The birds ate it. So it was wasted. 18. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. So God has shown both of these men that in three days this will happen. 19. Within yet three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. The birds eating the bread symbolized that they would actually eat the man, and that his life would be wasted because the bread was wasted so that Pharaoh couldn't eat it. The butler got a bad interpretation. He wasn't expecting that, and unfortunately... 20. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and the head of the chief baker among his servants. 
21, and he restored the chief butler back unto his butlership, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. 22, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. So exactly it happened just like Joseph said. The butler got his job back and the baker was hanged and put to death. And it's interesting that this happened on Pharaoh's birthday. A lot of pagans in ancient times celebrated their birthday, but I'm not telling you that you can't celebrate your birthday. 23, yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. So even though the butler's life was restored, he just forgot all about Joseph. In the excitement of getting his job back and going back to the palace, he totally forgot that Joseph existed. And that is where we end in Genesis chapter 40.